queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. wrestling fan over the years uh one thing that you've always known is like old friends sometimes make the best rivalries case with our guest today our entity spotlight heads back to florida to um our friends at coastal championship wrestling um this woman uh our guest is been the ring announcer but she's about to make her in-ring debut miss mm. tiffany nieves welcome to the show Thank you. Thank you so much. Kat, I have to say, I also appreciate that you pronounced my last name perfectly. I can't tell you how to how many people I'm Tiffany Knives. So thank you. <laughs> yes, Tiffany. Tiffany Nieves is in the house. <laughs> You're very welcome, sweetie. You're very welcome. Uh, before we get cracking and everything, uh, please send our Please send our love to Nelio. He's a good friend of the show. We love him dearly and everything. So absolutely. Yeah, please, yeah, please send him our love. I will. I will. Alrighty, so before we get into you and Layla, huh. we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we want to get to know you. So, Boss Lady, you're up. Tiffany, how did you get into wrestling and ring announcing? Okay. Well, I can be more specific in telling you how I joined CCW. I'm, I'm sure that's what you're... Even better. So I had, it was around the time of the pandemic. I remember June, I had just relocated from Orlando And I moved to Hollywood, Florida, and I finally felt like I found where I was supposed to be because in seven years of living in Florida, I was bouncing around from Tampa, Orlando, the village area, um, Ocala, I was in the boonies. So when I came to Hollywood, Florida, it felt like, wow, this is amazing. And I wanted to take my career from theater to on camera. And everything came to a pause with that type of industry. And I'm also someone who likes a lot of action. So I thought about getting into stunts. I thought it'd be really cool. Um, Then I realized there was really nothing because of COVID open that was offering that. So I I remember being on the couch, completely feeling depressed, actually. I felt like I had hit a wall, like, okay, I just moved to Hollywood, but for what? What am I doing? I'm a massage therapist, I have my own business, but that wasn't feeding my soul. And I wanted to be an actress. But it wasn't just I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to be a performer. I wanted to do high endurance sports. And I don't know, I was sitting on my couch and I remember thinking wrestling came into my mind. That's it. Like just wrestling. I remember the times I remember the times when I was bored on a couch. I was with my siblings. Now I'm home alone. But what made the difference? We we're wrestling and kicking each other's ASS. That's what we were doing. And I was like, I don't know. It just wrestling came to my mind. It was the weirdest thought ever. Like it was like a ghost came to me and whispered in my ear wrestling. And I was like, sure. And my fingers moved as fast as possible. 
and went to Google, like everyone does when they have a horrible or a good idea. They just say, let's see how Google can support this. So I'm like, wrestling near me. And a couple of schools popped up and CCW impressed me by far with their social media and their engagement. Um, and they were still running shows and their website was very well done. And the best thing I have to say was, you can come and try your first day for free. And I love free. I love free. So I said, sign me I said, sign me up, you know. I'm, I was 26 at the time. Anything I could get, give it to me. So I remember signing up, and I remember thinking, okay, well, I know that was a very impulsive decision to sign up, but we'll see when they get back to me. Well, let me tell you, not even two hours later, I'm getting a, a phone call from a number I've never seen before, but because I'm a massage therapist, that's pretty frequent that that happens for me. So I pick up, and I hear this guy who's talking really fast and a really chipper voice, and he's he. Might as well have been a car salesman because the way he got me off my couch and into that arena in the same day was pretty intense. I remember, and it was Melio. In case you're wondering, it was freaking Melio. So I I pick up the phone and he's like, oh, hello, my name is Melio. I'm here with Coastal Championship Wrestling. And I'm like, holy crap, hold on. You're the guy. Wait, no, no, no. I I wasn't being serious. What are you... And I'm, I'm breathing deep in, and I'm like, okay. He's like, what are your goals? What's your aspirations? What made you choose wrestling? And I'm like, wait a second, buddy. I still don't even know who I am right now. Like, hold on. And I'm just like, well, I always wanted to be in stunts, and I want to be in movies, and I want to get a good workout. And I don't know my life purpose, okay? And he was just like, that is perfect. All the ingredients needed for you to come down to Coastal Championship Wrestling. Come down today. We're going to have a show in Nashville, so we won't be there Wednesday, but come right now. And I'm like, sir, right now, I'm in – I haven't even showered or brushed my teeth yet. Like, what do you mean? I can't wrestle today. And I was like, first of all, what am I going to need? Let's first, what are the requirements before I go to practice? Thinking I could buy more time because whatever he told me, I was going to say, I don't have it yet. He was like, you only need yourself. And I was like, wow, that was deep. I was like, I only need myself, huh? All right. So long story short, I felt like he basically called me a P-U-S-S-Y on the phone, like, yeah, you only need yourself, so what's stopping you? He, I remember him telling me, like, didn't you say you wanted to start a journey? I'm like, yeah, dude, I did say that, and I'll be there. Say less. And I remember just getting dropped off by one of my dearest friends because I didn't know what I was thinking, and I never stopped going since that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is awesome, especially, you know, how you say – you know, with us knowing Nelio, he's always, you know, very inspiring, you know, you know, it's just awesome that he just basically made it sound like, hey, what are you doing? Are you, are you chicken? Come on, you know? Yeah, he's on. like, look in the mirror, why don't you? And I was, you know, I was like, I remember just pondering, looking out a window, like, what did this guy just agree for me to do? What the heck? What? I don't even know if I have the right sneakers for this. Like, what is, I remember even saying that on the phone. He was like, oh, don't worry. You don't need anything. It's it's going to be a walk in the park the way you made it seem. And no, it wasn't, but <laughs> it was not. <laughs> um, we all have them in our um, everyday life. Um, but over the years, who are some of your idols in wrestling? Okay. Yeah. So it's changed from when I was uh, younger to now, but when I first started wrestling, I have to say, I didn't know about all the networks we have now. So it was definitely WWE. And I remember being so obsessed with the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Um, I remember Trish Stratus. I, I went to Catholic school growing up, so I never saw half the things Trish Stratus was doing with herself. Like, I was just like, Whoa, who is this? exotic female taking off her clothes and beating up people. This is different. Like, I don't, something about, 
her confidence, you know? <laughs> so that was really cool for me. Um, of course, I have to say, you know, The Rock was great seeing his story develop. Um, but one of my favorites from my childhood time, I have to say, is John Cena because he was so good at just connecting. Like, oh, my goodness, when he would – just his words. And it, it was just very inspirational. So that was really cool during a young age. And then as I got older and wrestling myself, um, there's some people, a lot of people in the indies that I recognize. And there's people that are now – networks such as like Ring of Honor. So I like technical people. So I know someone I really am a big fan of is Davey Richards. He's really good. Um, someone I also like, his name is Johnny Gargana, I think it is. He's on NXT. Um, Gargano, yeah. <laughs> Gargano, there you go. Um, who else? I like Adam Cole. So these people that I like, they have a very technical style of, of telling a story and wrestling. Um, when it comes to the women's field, I'm a huge fan of Ivelisse. I don't know if you know her from AEW. I am huge because she represents um, having a lot of fire and heat and energy. Like, you know, she's not wrestling to be on TV. She's wrestling because that is her God-given talent, and she just wants to kill it. Like, I don't know. I went to a seminar of hers, and I felt like I was going to cry because I could just see that wrestling to her was something that, she couldn't live without, you know, and you can see that when she's in that ring. So those are my people. If I was to have an ideal tag team partner, it would definitely be Ivelisse. Like I would just freaking lose it because she brings so much intensity. I just can't. Well, you kind of took one of Jolie's questions. Yeah. But I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and turn it over to her for the rest. <laughs> All right. Well, you already said that you're a dream tag team partner, but besides the uh, person you're facing at the bash at the brew, uh, who's your dream opponent? dream opponent well first of all she is not my dream opponent even though I do have dreams about kicking her butt that's it <laughs> my dream opponent oh you know what I have to say at this time is also Ivelisse I have to say like having a match against Ivelisse would be definitely a highlight in my beginning career for sure for sure I also like um she's in the indies Christy James oh, yeah. I'm the Brazilian Wonder Woman I think she's phenomenal um, I would like to work her as well. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if I wanted to, you know, go against a couple guys, to be honest. I, I have. All right. Well, drop the names. Yeah, you're right. Drop the names. Put them out. Let's go. <laughs> um, oh, let's see. Well, you know, the best thing I'll say is anyone who wants to step up to me, I'm looking forward to having them as my opponent. The last thing I expect for my opponents to be are my friends. I'll tell you that. I'm done, done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a swerve on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how have you prepared yourself to go from ring announcing to wrestling? Okay, great. So a lot of people don't know this, but I have been preparing myself since last August. My goal is to never ring announce. That is not people know me as a ring announcer but people don't know why or how I got into it and it kind of fell in my lap and again Nelio he is the one who threw it into my lap um so I remember I was in the second month of training and I broke my finger Ooh. I broke my finger and um, we're very safe we're very careful at practice but you know things are going to happen you're, it's called paying your dues you got to get in there you know what you're getting yourself into and um unfortunately it set me back and again I hit a wall of what the heck am I going to do? And um, that's when they gave me the idea to ring announce, ring announce to still, you know, get myself that, that 
touch of wrestling I need. So what I've been doing to prepare myself is every day I go to practice. I practice four days a week for four hours. Um, I stay up with my cardio. I watch wrestling every, like almost every day. If it's not the office, it's going to be wrestling that I have on TV. So I've been watching wrestling. I've been going to all, um, you know, being a ring announcer, I get front row seats to every single show that CCW has put on. So I talk to as many wrestlers as I can and just training and listening to my coach. And that's the best I can say. And just staying humble. That's very important. You know, I don't post any of my videos of training. I, um, I want to surprise the wrestling world. So I've just been keeping quiet, keeping to myself. So ring announcing for me was actually harder to learn than to be a ring announce. I mean, to be a wrestler because wrestling I'm practicing every day, ring announcing was given to me because of an injury. So so I think this transition is going to be, it's really overdue and I am so freaking excited. Like I can't, I'm just so excited. You have no idea. I was so excited to throw that. I was excited that someone finally challenged me in a position where I could say, F-U-C-K this mic. I'm done with it. I'm freaking done with it. It's time to freaking actually fight. You're right. This mic, I'm throwing it on the ground. It's done with like it's done with. I've had fun, but this, I'm not here for this. You know, like you don't even know, but I wrestle and I'm gonna uh, you know, so. <laughs> so are you going to at least announce yourself to the ring and make somebody announce you? Know what? That's a great question. And I want to still, I haven't run it by Nelly or the production yet, but I think it'd be really freaking cool. As much crap as I say, who better to announce me than me? I've been, I think I deserve to announce me. Okay. So I thought it'd be cool to say from Hollywood, Florida, right behind the curtain. And then just let the music drop. And, and then again, disrespect the mic, throw it around and just, you know, it's not my job anymore, but it is right now for the last time. I think for my debut, it would be cool to announce myself for the final time, yeah. but, uh, I thought about it. I have thought about it. That's a great question. I've really thought about it. So we'll see. And before I switch this back to you, I, I forgot to announce and everything. I forgot to say this and everything. You're actually the first ring announcer we've had. Wow. Super cool. Super cool. Because it's like we've interviewed wrestlers. We've interviewed promoters and stuff like that and everything. And But it's like, yeah, you're you're the first ring announcer we've ever had. Can I tell you, though, I love the way I went about this whole journey because it's like when you own a restaurant, right, I think you're going to be in the best position to be the owner of the restaurant if you were the cook, if you know what it's like to be the server, if you know what it's like to be X, Y, and Z, um, if you know how the place works from inside out, you know, and being a ring announcer forced me to become humble, forced me to become patient, forced me to learn the industry at a seat back, you know, going, I feel like going into this industry right away into wrestling probably would have made my journey a lot different. So it taught me so much and it taught me how every single person is important in putting the show together, especially for the wrestling fans, you know, ring announcing is so important to pronounce the name right because you're the first impression the audience gets to the wrestler you know and it's so I remember if I was wrong by one pound on their weight I would hear it and I remember thinking wow these judgmental princesses like come on it's just by one pound get over it like what is going on did you miss breakfast this morning get over it. it's not that big of a deal like I, I I had a lot of uh I had to be humbled I didn't realize that I wasn't just, it wasn't the ego thing that they didn't want to be one pound off. It was the character that they're so embodied with. You know what I mean? And how dare I not give it that much credit that they deserve, you know? I don't want to be Tiffany Knives when someone announces me. I want to be Tiffany Nieves. So it, yeah. it, was, it was great. It was cool. 
Yeah, but Tiffany Knife sounds kind of badass too. You think so, right? <laughs> it does. It does. Because, no, no, there, there you go. Tiffany Knives Nieves. It's perfect. It works. Tiffany Knives, I'm coming for you. It's bad enough Puerto Ricans have a rep with knives. I mean, why, why, why not play it up? Play it up for myself. But um, yeah, you know, I'm still. That's another thing is that I'm I'm using my ring announcing name still as my wrestler name, which is Tiffany Nieves, and. Um, We'll see if during my process, if that changes, you know, we'll see what type of turns I might take or what happens. Yeah, because it's like I had to double check as far, as far as like your name and everything, because it's like you just printed out your shirts that says Tiffany Talks. And then I know that's the name on your Twitter and everything. And then but yeah. I saw the CCW uh, photos and everything that says Tiffany Nevis. And I was like, well, OK, perfect. I got it right. <laughs> yep. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> so the big. The big thing I, I'm shooting for is I want to remind you, like, yes, Tiffany talks, but bullshit walks. So, you know, Ooh. yeah, you know, I always have the mic and I'm talking, I'm interviewing people, but let's get it straight. I don't only talk the talk, I walk the walk, too. So, Bravo, get it. sweetie. <laughs> Bravo. Yes. All right. All right. Boss lady. Now I'm thinking how to, I don't want to just come out and say the question. I was thinking about it. You know, come out and say it. <laughs> I was trying to not to just come out and say her word from word. Um, <laughs> debuting has always been in your cards. Was debuting always in the cards, or was there a special spark that started your rivalry with? What is her name? What is it? Exactly. What is her name? Thank you. What is her name? We yeah. don't care. We don't know. Don't it doesn't matter. And you know, after after August seventh, it'll be a has been. That's it. But if you need to be reminded of the peasant trying, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's no peasant. <laughs> Great wrestler. Yeah, um, so, Layla. yeah so it's like, was, was debuting always in the cards or did this so, Layla kind of spark it? I'm going to be 100% honest with you. So debuting, when I was sitting on the couch, when Nelio called me, debuting was never in the cards. I <laughs> When I was at practice, practicing four days a week for four hours, debuting was never in my cards, in my mind. You know, I didn't know. I was doing it, but I ha- it hadn't clicked yet. It had not clicked. And I think it was the fear of not being good enough. That's really what it was. When I look at all my idols and role models, I, I started to realize they have the same feeling. You know, conquering the mind um, is very huge in wrestling. It's yeah. huge everything and I wasn't sure I was ready for the challenge to conquer my mind um so you know ring announcing kind of brought me more time brought me more time and um I remember again it's always Nelio he's the instigator and all this I think I'm ready to have a match against Nelio at this point he's going to be the second match for this I want it I tell Fonzie Bill Alfonso right now I want that match but um I have been around a lot of wrestlers and when the ring announcing was going great and I started experiencing disrespect in the ring, um, that's when I realized more than anything that I had gone beyond conquering my mind. It's not just about that. It's now conquering the, the, uh, what is it? I conquered. I remember the moment where she attacked me and I remember in that moment, I knew exactly who I was and I, I was ready to show it. So I'm grateful that she challenged me. I'm grateful for the betrayal. I'm grateful for all that because I couldn't overcome it without being sure of who I was. And that's when I realized I knew exactly who I am and I'm ready for this challenge. I'm ready to go out there and give my heart and soul to this. Like, let's go. 
So it was always in the cards, but I didn't know when or when I would know that it was my time. And it hit me. It sparked in that moment. Some may say that face bump or like right to the head yeah. destroyed me and brought senses to me. So, so Kat, since you're um, on booking, we need to get Tiffany and Nelio on here together. That'll be the start of the fight right there. Because <laughs> it's like a Puerto Rican and a Brazilian in the ring at the same time. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> and you know She's what? Getting ready. And Highway of Florida won't have it. They won't have it there. Those are my people, so they will not have it. <laughs> and just for the record, we did try to get Layla on here at the same time for kind of a face-off, but she had, she couldn't. we couldn't work it out with the schedule and everything, which is so basically, I'm glad someone's going to be honest on here. She's not ready for the humiliation, which I get it. She's a diva. She's a star. She's she's the next it has been. And she she really, you know, it's not like her from our friendship that we've had before, you know, to not step up to the challenge. And she literally is showing me already days a week before the match that she doesn't want to face me. She has so much to say on the internet, so much to say. You know, it's funny, after I released my um, video challenging her and telling her I was accepted, I've heard nothing from her on the internet or anything, like nothing at all. I think it's getting to her head that this is really becoming real now. And there's a lot on the table for you to... uh, to have to lose against the ring announcer, but you decided to paint me as one. So now you're going to lose to one. That's what's going to happen. Okay. So I saw your video that you posted and everything. Cause it's like, it, it was like, she, it's like, she, she got you at bash of the, uh, bash of the brew five. And then it's like, and then at, at six, you got her back and everything. So did, so where, so where did everything started going downhill? Was it way before five or did five start it? You, like everyone else in that crowd, that was when it started. It shocked me. It shocked me. It almost felt as if something clicked in her mind that we both couldn't be in the ring at the same time. That's exactly what I'm still trying to understand because previous to that, you know, I've never had issues with her ever in my life. And I think what there was, you know, she had her, it was her debut at CCW and she had won the match and, you know, as I'm told to do is, you know, we're trying to minimize the time of the show. So we need to just go, go and go. And I think she felt that I was taking some of her spotlight and time because her music was still on and I was already there ready to kind of announce the next match. And I was very happy for her. I couldn't wait to congratulate her, you know, but sometimes these divas really, really let it get to their head. And I was shocked. I actually didn't speak. We haven't spoken since that day. Um, yeah, we we hear things through the grapevine, but when you hear it, there's no reality to her anger at all besides jealousy. So, yeah, not because it's like when I was trying to get in touch with it's uh, I was trying to get in touch with y'all, so I went through Nellio first and everything. He, and I remember, and it's like for for explain to these ladies and everything. He put us like on the group text and everything, and but it's just like I just heard you, 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 and then it's like her schedule didn't work out or something, so because she never responded at all. Uh huh. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I think she. I, well, I hope she has full intentions to show August seventh because I can't wait. She, God, I, too bad we're not in Florida. Damn. I wish you guys were, but you know what? We'll, we have a live wrestling every Tuesday at seven p.m., so no one's gonna miss this. For real. Yes. Okay. okay so 
I've actually seen Layla Gray. I've I've seen Layla Gray perform because it's like she's been here in Texas. I've seen her a few times. One at Mission Pro, one at RRW, um, or RWR. Excuse me. Don't kill me, Scott. <laughs> so it's like, so how do you think you're going to match up with her experience? Like I said, I definitely know. I watched her myself. I've watched her live myself many times, and. I think she plays it safe. I think she plays it safe all the time. And I think that's why she gets the outcomes that she gets in the ring. I don't play it safe. And I don't play it safe because I'm smarter than her. And like I said, I'm going to be faster than her. And that's how I'm going to take her down. I'm not going in there to play it safe one bit. Mm. I've waited. There's a reason why I've waited. I've been training since August. And regardless of the two months I have to take off, I've waited this long to debut because I was going to play it smart. <laughs> all right jester round us up honey so we already have a well i already have an opinion that you're going to beat the ever living shit out of her at back yes. brew yes. what should we actually expect you know is she just going to be a bloody mess you're going to leave some you know some of her body unmarked what's going to happen you what know are we what? Expect from you? i would love to sit here and tell you that it's going to be a bloody mess but i think what you can expect is not to ever underestimate Tiffany Nieves. Don't ever underestimate me. I am the underdog, but everyone knows what happens to the underdog. And what we're going to expect is for her to be humbled. We're going to, I'm not, I don't want to hurt her. I want her to respect me. That's what happened in that ring. She didn't respect me. And I'm going to demand it the right way. And I'm going to do it. I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to do it fair and square and I'm going to do it the right way where she has no choice, but to look eye to eye to me and say, you know what? You're no lesser than me. You're equal or maybe even better than me. Love it. Yeah. My hopes is that she comes to her senses and realize that in the long term, maybe we can be tag team partners instead of enemies, but we'll see because she's shown me nothing, but that she cheats she plays dirty. I mean, she she brings uh, Luke Curtis out with her, or certified Luke is what his name is, her boyfriend. And, you know, that already shows me alone to keep my eyes open for both of them, because I'm sure he'll be out there, too. So, Yeah, pretty much. Expect yeah, me to fight right. back. Fight back at all costs. But uh, I don't if, – if she's listening, I want her to know that I hope one day we can fix or amend anything. But until then – I'm not taking a beating from nobody, even her. I'll tell you this much. When I uh, really, when I um, release this on Tuesday and everything, I usually send out the link on Twitter and I will go ahead and tag her, tag her as well. Please do. Maybe she'll get that notification. Maybe she'll respond then. Let's see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All yeah. right. Well, before we wrap this up and everything, tell everybody where we can find you, social medias, anything like that. Thank you so much for that. So you can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram, both Tiffany Talks, and that's going to be T-I-F-F-A-N-Y Talks with a Z, Tiffany Talks. And I love talking to wrestling fans, critics, especially on Twitter. I'll answer you there. So it's probably best to give me a follow on Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook as Tiffany Riv, R-I-V. Perfect. Tiffany, thank you so much for joining us. Good luck on your debut. Go smash a girl and show her who's boss. I will. Don't forget, Tiffany talks and bullshit walks. 
Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Thanks again, sweetie. Thank you. Oh, that was so much fun. I love it when we get these wrestlers on and they have like all these hyped, the, the hyped up and the energy and everything like that. So I love when we get Puerto Rican wrestlers on. Come the fuck on. I mean, she was, I had Zelina Vega flair going on, like the way that she was acting. I know. And it's like, if, um, and hopefully our, and hopefully the guests that we have coming up and everything, he is Puerto Rican too and everything. So it's just like, I hope everything works out. So it's like, I can't, I can't, I can't wait for that one. Just making sure that he, he, we can still get him on and everything. So to, to, to be, to be continued on that one. All right. So, all right. So let's kind of take a swerve here because a lot, a lot has happened yesterday. I mean, this past week, especially within the last 48 hours, uh, WWE did announce that the release of Bray Wyatt, everyone's had a different opinion on this on social media and everything. So jolly a little truth or bullshit here. Um, uh, the, re- the, re- the reason announced for Wyatt's release was budget cuts. It was odd that they said that it was Johnny Ace that was saying it was budget cuts. Number one, that number one, it wouldn't be coming from him that it was budget cuts. I don't, I've never heard Johnny Ace and budget cuts in the same sentence ever, at least not to my knowledge. And if I'm wrong, please cite your sources so I can read them and apologize for being wrong. This is something I say all the time. I'm not like Meltzer. I don't fucking lie to your face and stab you in the back at the same time. Like if I am called out as wrong, I will admit it. So if I am wrong about this, please, somebody show me the proof. Number two, we all know that he has been struggling ever since Brody Lee passed away. We saw his performance at WrestleMania. I hate saying it. He looked horrible. It's like it wasn't he wasn't there. Yeah, he was not there. He was out of shape, and that's why it was such a, a squash match with Randy, I feel. Now they're saying that, oh, he knew he's known and all this bullshit. And then like they're using the words of Vince, like, you know, I really don't see AEW as, you know, competitors. You know, it, it was just that people are putting that up i I feel that it it, like number one it sucks as a bray wyatt fan it sucks as a fiend fan it really sucks um but number one do not fucking blame alexa bliss and do not fucking mickey james come out here and like you know put wwe on blast it's not my fault or alexa bliss's fault that she's able to take what happened with bray and turn it into her own fucking creation and like, you know, the fact that you had to actually post a apology after that, like no disrespect to Alexa Bliss, that we don't know how that all came about from everything that I've heard. That's between her and Bray. Mm. And to say that it's budget cuts when he was like in the top five in sales. Yeah. Exactly. And the fact that it was just one person. When's the last time they released just one person Unless it wasn't some stupid reason that they done. Selena. She, she, well, again, that was her disrespecting rules. Yeah. That's what I mean. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that was done because of rule-based issues. No OnlyFans. And, like, again, like, I, I, uh, I talked out against that. I thought that was complete bullshit. I mean, there's, like, why is Adam Cole so special where he gets to have his twitch account and nobody else does but then again it's fucking adam cole so he probably had something in his contract drawn up so we don't know um 
So, you know, there's there's that. But Zelina, the whole issue with Zelina Vega, it was the Twitch, OnlyFans, and then everybody's like talking about the unionization. And then when she came back, calling her a sellout. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, we, we just, whatever. But with Bray, Bray, it's a little bit different because one, we knew he was suffering. Two, they used his stage name, not his real name. Almost every time that somebody gets cut from the WWE, it's uh, we've come to terms with uh, Tommy Budgen or he's the only one that I can remember there for Cassie or Jessica McKay. You know, they use their real names. I mean, I think the only one that they did not use the real name for was Kalisto, but I think that's because they're protecting the character because it's been multiple people. Or no, that was no, that was no, that was Sin Cara. Yeah. Still, they were doing it like I sometimes I do it to protect him because we don't know who's behind the mask. Um, but still, like they used his real name and they just announced that he was coming back this week or next week. Uh, all I heard was August. Yeah, like he was supposed to come back. So it's just been, it's just been a fucking whirlwind. And I mean, it is devastating. I mean, the, the character was awesome. His enthusiasm was awesome. But again, after losing Brody and becoming a father of two, we don't know how things have changed for him. We don't know how things have gone differently for him. Uh, this does bring up a whole issue with mental health mm-hmm. and the stigma attached to it, especially for men. There's a huge stigma attached to mental health and uh, m- men in general because you know you can't be seen as weak. You can't be seen as broken or fragile as a man if you you are you losing your manhood you're you you're a small dick person in most men's eyes but that's what that's the stigma that is the stigma i mean look look at simone biles look all the the and the the funny thing is do not get me started on that one no no but 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 no no, but look at the majority of the comments are all from men that are negative so Mm -hmm. men have a negative connotation with mental health and any man or woman that has come out and said shit about it, that does speak out against mental health. Your jester suffers from major depression. Your jester suffers from self-harm. Clean five years, but still suffered from it. Mental health is no fucking joke. So whether they want to seem like they're protecting Bray or not, the fact is that there is a stigma attached with mental health. Now, yes, a lot of wrestling fans have been that knew about it. Even some of the male wrestling fans have been very supportive of Bray because they know what a creative genius he was. The funny thing was they think, Oh, they let Bo go. They let him go. Bo, Bo has a successful real estate business guys. I don't think he really cares about wrestling that much. I mean, his, his 90 days have been up and I've not seen has anybody seen Bo. Nope. Okay. So it's like, I, I don't think it has any correlation to do with his brother being let go. So, you know, all the people that are wishing death upon Vince, wishing death upon WWE, we don't know the full story. They're putting out one story. It could be something completely different. So, you know, I don't think Vince is the devil that everybody makes him out to be. Yes, you have all these stars ripping Vince apart. You have all these people ripping Vince apart. You've got people not ripping Vince apart, people defending Vince. And these are people that have been 
with the company, let go from the company, back with the company, let go again. The one thing, Bray was over. It didn't matter if he lost to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. There was a reason for that. And the fact that nobody can look past that reason, the fact that everybody says that was the most idiotic decision, while yes, it was. You could not have Roman Reigns versus The Fiend and The Fiend losing to Roman at WrestleMania. That would have caused fucking chaos. If you thought what happened against Cardona and Cage was bad with all the bottles getting thrown, I'm pretty sure you're going to see chairs thrown this time if that happened. I honestly do. Having him lose the way that he did and having him pop back up, that was the best thing for that WrestleMania. I mean, granted, I do the Goldberg chance, you know, and I was looking, actually looking forward to actually seeing somebody that I watched, you know, wrestle in WCW back in the day at WrestleMania. Fucking stoked about that because I was going to, I was going to that WrestleMania, but then COVID happened and then everything changed. Everything changed. So they honestly need to take a step back because if you're saying that cutting Bray Wyatt and only Bray Wyatt for budget costs, when as much as I hate to say it, there's a female wrestler that could have been cut first that's just as popular as Bray, but has a bigger contract than Bray. So it doesn't sit right. It really doesn't. And it, it's just ridiculous and annoying that the first thing everybody wants is Vince dead. You don't wish a person dead, no, no matter how much he pissed him off, no matter like, you know, and okay. And I will say this, and this will be the only time that I say this. Yes, what happened to Ashley with the USO tours was horrible. But here's the thing. That was the military telling Vince to cover it up. That was not Vince covering it up for the sake of Vince covering it up. If you know anything about the military, they cover sexual assault up. It does not fucking matter. And they probably threatened the WWE saying you can never do another show with us ever again. You cannot use our anything with us. You can't do anything with the military. So stop bringing that up because as somebody that knows people in the military, this is fucking true. They will make sure that their little speckled boys in uniforms, because that's what rapists are, little fucking boys. So stop bringing up the rape incident with Ashley, because not only is that bringing up bad memories for her family and friends that see it, it also, it, it hurts survivors. So just, it's over, it's done with, and 95% was the military ordering WWE to cover it up. It's, and if you don't believe me that the, the, they don't cover shit up, I have watched enough, enough Law & Order SVU to know that it's fucking true, because they do use real life in that show. And mm-hmm. Mariska has come out and said that, yeah, the military does this. Oh, yeah. And plus, it's, plus it's like everything that happened with that girl in Fort Hood here before oh, yeah. her disappearance and death. The one girl? Well, the, 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 one, the, last, the, the last one. Yeah, the last one, yeah. So the, the whole fact that they're putting the blame, that they're not looking at the bigger picture when it comes to that, it, it does suck. What happened to Ashley sucked. I miss her. She was in a phenomenal talent, but we have to let that one go because that's 
that truth we will never know right so wishing death on vince don't fucking do it don't karma's a bitch like i i know that firsthand karma's a fucking bitch and whatever bray does whatever wyndham does good on him he is a phenomenal talent he's an amazing talent and for all we know this could be a whole fucking work we don't know jack shit because this was so random and so out of place and just one person one now people say well what about andrade andrade asked for his release and was granted his release he made that publicly known Wyndham bray wyatt on the other hand has been quiet except for that one random photo that we've seen out there so again we don't know the full story and people need to stop acting like they know the full story Meltzer Kayla um I will say that I did like the fiend with the whole Bray Wyatt um thing and like Julie said it don't go after Alexa um we don't know exactly if you know her and Bray had a situation where they talked about it because I know she has said at one point that she didn't enjoy it um so I hate to see that him's gone um but I do wish him the best with what's going on. Hope he does start getting to feel better because um, it's tough to lose a friend. I mean, I've done, I've lost a couple. It's, it's hard, um, but I wish Bray nothing but the best, but I am so sick and tired of these motherfucking fans that says, send Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt to AEW to join the dark order, make them the leader. No fucking bitches. It's not going down like that. There was one leader of the Dark Order AEW. He passed away. May his soul rest in peace. That was Mr. Brody Lee. The Dark Order leader is negative one. And he can run circles around half of you right now as a child. Because he's he's been training with the Nightmare family. So if I see another tweet about him joining the Dark Order. Them joining the Dark Order and take over the Dark Order. I might get banned from Twitter. Because in my opinion, Bray and Braun are great uh, great wrestlers, great talent. I've met Braun Strowman. He was legit, you know, awesome. Um, I loved his train gimmick in WWE. But in my opinion, he does not need to go to AEW. Um, he can go, they can go other where. But in my opinion, if they bring him in, I'll support it. But they don't need to go there. But leave the dark order out of it. And I'm saying that because I feel like you know, they don't need to be part of the Dark Order. People are saying, will it be a tribute to Brody? Is it? Will he? I don't know. But, hey, Tony Khan's going to do what he wants to do. So, and here lately, AEW has been my go-to show. So, I'm just going to say, just leave the Dark Order out of it. Don't start automatically assuming that he's going to take over the Dark Order. Mm. Yeah, because it's like, that would be kind of a slap to Brody Lee. Negative exactly. And everything. I don't know how many tweets I've seen that says, make Bray Wyatt the... Uh, dark order leader and to be truthfully if let's say AEW decided to pick up Bray Wyatt and they offered that to him which I don't think they will but I don't think Bray would do it to be honest with you but the way they way AEW's tributed they um you know still kept him on the roster um and they actually retired the TNT title when he passed away the original one so mm-hmm. I don't think I don't see AEW doing that because like you said that's a slap in the face but people I will get banned from Twitter if you don't stop the dark order. Thank you. Enough said. The boss lady has spoke. Mic drop. 
Yeah, please stop because I don't need two co-hosts getting uh, banned from Twitter. <laughs> I have been good. I've had zero suspensions or zero anything. I've been good since I got my new account. That's yeah, she I've... don't even follow me. So, yeah, she's been pretty good. <laughs> I don't? No, you don't. <sighs> this whole you, thing do, went... do you realize how many followers and people that I followed that I have lost? My original, realized... account, my original account had over 1,000. I was close to almost... 2000 on my first account i remember that i remember that and you know again that was the whole nyla rose thing and this time it was because of, of and they wouldn't even let me fight it it was bullshit so i i stay off of politics now on, on twitter <laughs> yeah i've seen that <laughs> i've seen a lot of things regarding bray wyatt and everything and then um of course it's like chelsea green opening her mouth about welcoming to the, welcoming him to the dark side got uh, her blocked. Uh, Bray ended up blocking her. Good to him. Good for him and everything. So, but it was funny. Like one person, person said they said the release of Bray, not the Fiend. So, and then of course it's like Jolie said it's like they just mentioned the character name, not his actual real name, his real name and everything. So it's like there might be several things layers behind this we may never know. He'll probably discuss it in his own time. Whatever it is. Whatever going on, I mean, we do wish Bray the, the we wish Wyndham the best and whatever late lies ahead, whether he goes to another promotion or whether he steps away from wrestling for good. You never know, and it's not it's not like the damn company is going to say like, oh, he's really he's been released because he asked for his release and everything like that. No, they're not going to come out and say that shit. So it's just unbelievable. Well, can we talk about um, this issue that came up? with mike bennett maria canellis um see if i can find the original tweet something he called wwe fans a cult i did see that and you know i read the tweets and what those fans did what they said towards maria was horrible was horrible and disrespectful but and i will stress this but the majority of us non-toxic internet wrestling community fans Called them out on their shit. So, so basically, lump like this was my issue with him, and he, you know, he's retweeting everybody else that's hyping him up the ass. And don't get me wrong, Bennett isn't a fantastic wrestler. We we had Sledge on here hyping up. He's a good dude. He's hey. an amazing dude. But to clump all of us in, calling us cult members, dude, go fuck yourself. Like seriously, you don't know some people's relationships with the wwe wwf you don't understand jack shit about some of us fans Mm -hmm. and like i want to like i i i might even dm him one day and tell him my story and say when you said that wwe fans are like a cult they kind of rubbed me the wrong way because you don't see us out here fighting these people trying to get them blocked trying to get them banned but doesn't happen like we a lot of us good people good wwe fans good wrestling fans try mm-hmm. and no offense it's not just wwe fans you want to talk a cult look at the fucking aew fanboys come on oh yeah attacking everybody and everything anything that the wwe does bad they they, they shit on it constantly but aew does the same fucking thing crickets I don't and it's like, fucking get and, it. And it's like on the AEW side, part of it starts with Tony Khan. Because it's like anything that 
anything that WWE does or anything like something that happens with WWE, like, um, yeah, yeah, it's like Tony Khan, Khan Tony Khan, I, oh, I remember, I remember correctly, WrestleMania night one, they had like all the rain and um, Mandy Rose ended up slipping on her way out and everything. He comes out like saying like, well, h- how they did it that one night at Daly's Place with the carpets and the red mats and stuff like that and everything to help with the wrestlers and stuff and stuff like that. It's just like, it, it seems like he always has something to say on the back end whenever some, some little itty bitty stuff like with WWE happens. It's like a one-upmanship when it comes to Tony. It's like he can't be content in changing the business forever. He has to constantly stick it to WWE. Right. Be the elite constantly has to stick it to the WWE. And again, Kenny Omega, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. That whole being elite, how he's the best thing for wrestling. No, he's not. The best thing for wrestling is women's wrestling. So sit your little bitch ass noodled hair down and, and just fuck off kindly. All right, Kayla, I got a question for you. Speaking of Omega, I got a question for you. Okay, so this is a little bit of a truth and bullshit if you actually would really believe this and everything. Somebody put out on Twitter saying, I hear, I'm hearing Heyman Page was offered a contract extension by AEW and he, and, he tur- and he turned it down. So Tony Khan terminated his title push. Truth or bullshit? I'm going to have to go with bullshit on that. Um, even though he did come up short, him and the Dark Order did lose Wednesday night on um, Dynamite, Fight for the Fallen. Um, I think if they didn't want to push Hangman, they wouldn't have put him back in that rivalry with uh, Omega, which can I say that he's going to be the one to take the title off of him now? No, probably not. But at this point, Omega just needs to lose the title at this point. I don't even really care if, cannot believe I'm saying this, if MJF became champion. Somebody just needs to take the title away from Omega, period. Same way with the Young Bucks, Sandy loses tag titles, which <laughs> they're, I quote right now, I saw this on Twitter, they updated their bio, and I think it's because I saw something that Xavier Woods called them out. So they quoted, they said, one day we will wrestle New Day and everybody will rejoice. Remember this bio. Um <laughs> Yeah, because New Day is going to kick their ass. But see, that's the funny thing about um, that jumping off the subject there is, yes, New Day would kick Young Buck's ass. And Mom and I was talking today on the way um, their theme song came up, um, MSK. And I said, I would love to see them go up against the Young Bucks. Mom says, those, he says, those um, Carter and Lee would run circles around the Young Bucks. And I said, yep. So, but no, as far as um, Hangman, Look, a drunk Jamie Uso can run circles around the Young Bucks. <laughs> right? Not, not, not to make light of what happened and everything, but that is true. You're I right. mean, like, yes. Are there tag t- people who should have the tag titles? Yeah, sure. I'd love to see Private Party with the tag titles. Yeah. Um, I have no issue with that. That's, a, that's my point. Exactly. This is what we were talking about before we were, came back on. Is the fact that they're supposed to be an innovated, bringing up these no-name people that we have no idea about spotlighting them giving them titles giving them the world and yet you've got the old fucks and kenny noodlehead as your fucking champions and i swear to god every new person that 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 gets signed has to go through cody rhodes first it was miro now it's malachi yeah like is is getting to even even had to go through them exactly so it's like 
You want me to be your fan? Fine. Be fucking different. You're not. You're being exactly like the WWE and WCW. <sighs> no, in regards to Hangman, I saw that tweet and everything, and I don't like going. It's, I think it's a little bit of a bullshit myself, too, because I also read one other spot that um, the next pay-per-view is all out, which is in Chicago, which come to find that, which I, from what I believe that CM Punk's going to make his debut there. They didn't want Heyman winning the title to like get overshadowed by Punk's debut and everything. So that's why, so that's why they put it off from what I read. So when I saw this and I was like, eh, eh, give me a reliable source and we'll talk. But yeah, I just, cause I think that I did see at one point that they did want to give it to him. Um, so as far as just bringing it out in the open now, letting him go up against Omega again. Um, I don't think it's the end when he'll get it. We don't know at this point, but right. um, yeah, I, th- I see Adam Hangman Page being champion soon. Hopefully, please. <laughs> Jolly, you want to add anything else to that? Okay, so like I said, I'm not a huge. We know this. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but I've seen Hangman style. He should be champion right now. Mm-hmm. They've had plenty of opportunity to give him the championship, but they keep giving it to the elite. Again, like look, Jericho was what he was the first champion, was he not? And be, uh, it was like a tournament or something like that. Or, yeah, but uh, the the match to determine the first champ- champion was actually him and Hangman. They should have given it to Hangman. You want to start your company off saying that you're different? Nope. Let's go give it to the fat fuck Jericho. Because I'm sorry, people saying that Jericho's in shape. Um, have you seen Edge? That's shape. That's in shape. Jericho is a shape, round. He is looking kind of rough. Rough? Lately. <laughs> he looks like a fucking pizza when, when they're... Oh, can we talk about the domino spot during the whole pizza? <laughs> and how people are actually calling dominoes and wanting them to pull all their um, ads from AEW. Yeah, they, they're, they're calling up dominoes. They're calling up TNT. They don't want... like, And apparently dominoes might be pulling the ads. Yeah, because they weren't happy about that. Yeah, like... they. The fact that when he was cutting Jericho's head with the pizza cutter and it went to commercial, Kayla. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was him slicing and then they had the pizza commercial. And even I thought that was kind of um, tasteless. Funny, but it's, again, death matches are not my thing. Um, This is the one time I will actually stand with Jim Cornette with something. That's just bullshit backwoods mud wrestling carney show that's not wrestling that's two people taking excessive stupid risks um because yeah okay yeah some of that stuff is treated to shatter more but let me tell you something you can treat every piece of glass just right to shatter a perfect way it still shatters into cuttable pieces what if you land wrong and it gets your carotid That, that skin is very flimsy on your neck Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, and everything. That's a very sensitive spot, and it's like I've actually had my uh, thyroid removed, so it's like I feel it even more. <laughs> so it's like, and they're saying that, oh yeah, now we want more of these matches. You're really not going to get me as a fan of AEW with that bullshit. I'm sorry. They're like, well, WWE is PG. There, though, there is some blood. It's not on purpose. It, it it doesn't have mocks blading on live fucking TV. I mean, the uh, who who got busted open? 
I forget, but like Edge, Edge, uh, um, Money in the Bank, Edge got busted open a little bit. Didn't Cesaro recently? Yeah, I think Cesaro too. And even Roman like had his mouth bleeding. Yeah. Like that is a little bit, I, I, I don't, I mean, I used to love the first blood matches, but you know, watching the blood, it just, I guess as I got older, to me, it doesn't complete a story. And, you know, people bitch about WWE not doing storylines. When they do do storylines, they bitch. I don't know. I think I swear to God, all WWE do is, is, is shut down and everybody will just stop fucking bitching. But then you'll have hundreds of people out of a job because, you know, AEW is not going to take them. ROH isn't going to take all of them. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Seth has said some very shitty things. I, I'm pretty sure he's not going to get a job anywhere. Like, yeah. that, that's the thing about you, you saying Braun should go to AEW. <laughs> Braun has pissed off so many people backstage at AEW. And, you know, they're very political there. That's like uh, AEW's already said that you don't want Hulk Hogan, so. Well, that's because he's a racist, bigoted piece of shit. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but here's the funny thing. and You want to know something actually absolutely fucking hilarious about this, right? And you have them saying, well, we don't want Hulk Hogan backstage or his wife backstage because they don't represent what we want to represent. Jericho's wife and mother-in-law were at the insurrection and they've posted racist, homophobic bullshit on their Facebook pages. So be fucking consistent. You would think, huh? Like there is actual pictures of the mother-in-law near the Capitol. Like the fuck? I get it. Hogan said one racist thing. He's probably said more, but there's one announced that we know of. But Jesus fucking Christ. Jericho is a staunch Trump supporter too. But anytime they always bash the big mans. It's never equal. Like, I mean, at least with me, I'm an equal opportunity fuck you And, you know, I found it beautiful when you had that video of Linda McMahon standing in the crowd. In the crowd amongst the people, Linda McMahon, mm-hmm. helping a little boy get a picture of John Cena. She told the security guide to back off. Yeah, But, you know, Linda McMahon's evil. I don't care that she worked for Trump. She thought he had a good idea. Was it? No. No. Will she ever admit it? No. <laughs> but still, it's just people... If, if you hate on one and you see similar shit with the other, you have to stop being so fucking like, you know, oh, they did it. Well, the boo them. Oh, oh, who cares about that? No, no, no. Stay consistent. At least the gesture's fucking consistent. That's the one thing you can always count on. I'm a That's consistent true. motherfucker. That's true. I'm consistently long winded. I'm consistently calling people the fuck out, whether it's WWE, AEW, ROH. I will call out any wrestler that I feel like good, bad, heel, whatever. But I am the type of fan that is not in a cult, Mr. Mike Bennett. So don't ever lump us all together. Otherwise, that makes you a piece of shit. Oh, we went, we went on the show from high energy to a lot of drama. You're being pissed off. So let's. No, no, no. I know. Ooh, ooh, you want to talk drama? Can we, can we talk about the one last thing that happened on NXT that we are all excited about, that we've all been waiting for to happen? <laughs> can we talk about this? 
And we talk about this. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> now get now go ahead. <laughs> Finally, Dakota has kicked the head off Raquel Gonzalez. <laughs> Even though it's like some of the spoilers came out and everything, yes, it was it's great to actually see when it when shit happens live. Oh, Kayla? It it was great. I saw the clips on it online and just seeing her go after Raquel. It's like Raquel. You've groaned on me a little bit. I like you as champ, but it's time for Miss Dakota Kai to take your gold away from you. So um, on multiple times, I was like, I actually like Dakota at like this. You know, it's about time. I wanted to see her, what she can do on her own. And we're getting that again. So it, it, it was great just to see her finally turn on Raquel, get the spotlight back on her. Oh, I, I, I completely 100% agree with that. I think... Dakota has been constantly overshadowed by Raquel choosing every everybody else to face. And it's like, you know, when she said, as long as I have your back, you'll always have that title. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the crowd went absolutely nuts in favor of Dakota. Now, I hope that she sort of goes to a tweener because Raquel, she can't be a face. I'm sorry. She can't. No. She uh, is a straight up badass heel she cannot go to a face so if dakota kind of goes to a tweener i think that would be perfect for her and i, I love tegan like well you should have seen this coming she <laughs> tweeted that out i was like i saw that <laughs> she's like that's not the first time she's backstabbed a best friend i was like yeah but i want you two back together yeah, it's like let her get past this first and everything but it's like we can all agree dakota deserved to be deserves to be a champion for more than an hour i think like you know she definitely i hope that she actually does if they make the match for takeover that i hope she does win the title i feel that raquel is better suited being a strong woman like i would love to see her actually take uh naya's place alongside Shayna. i think those two up in raw would fucking run roughshod over everybody um i think naya needs to go on her own i think naya needs to find her roots again and become the monster that she was um because you know i just I'm not, I, I've never liked the tag team title or tag, ta- tag team of Naya and Shayna because it always constantly takes away from Shayna, constantly. And it constantly makes Shayna look weak that she's the one majority taking all the pins or eating the pins or eating the submissions. And that to me is disrespectful in the fact that she has been this powerhouse in NXT and they don't use her properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but, you know, it's been nice seeing her constantly on TV I mean, I like the feud. I hope. I wish they continued the feud with Alexa. Um, now we got fucking bitch face Marie and Dewey Drop Double D. You know, so it's it's just it's just frustrating that you know they've been so inconsistent. But I will say, the seeing the women getting a lot more airtime has been nice. And Natty, get well soon. Yes, definitely, definitely get well soon, Natty. All right, last. <laughs> All right, last topic because this is this is run to be a this is turned out to be a long ass show and everything. But last topic because I have to bring this up because we got a double dose of uh, carrying cross this week in, in one in one form of another. So Tuesday night the af- the aftermath happened of Cross's um, attack on Regal. Joe resigned from management had Regal sign him back on as a performer and made the match for TakeOver. So we knew this was coming, and but oh, and God, oh, 
Joe looked pissed. And then Monday night, apparently we were originally supposed to have, come to find out, we were going to have Hardy and Cross again. Hardy was going to win again, but uh, but then um, unfortunately he uh, got diagnosed with COVID. And I read online that the story for Cross was originally supposed to be that he kept losing, losing, losing until Scarlett debuts with him. And then he goes on a tear. So Kayla, Cross is your boy. Digest all that for me. Do you really want me to say my opinion? <laughs> oh, 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 do you want me to start with Jolie and then get back to you? So you can... <laughs> no, I'll start. Um, <laughs> first of all, it would be great to see Joe back into the ring. Um, because obviously that's what he's been wanting. Um, and the fact that he's going after Karrion Cross is even more intriguing. Um, but obviously, you know, Cross made provoked. Um, I don't know how it will go down at TakeOver. I'm excited for the match. But that little thing about him constantly losing, 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 losing in a tomb, bring, he bring back Scarlet. That would be the worst thing you could do because it makes him look like he's weak, that he can't do it without her. And like I had stated before on past episodes, in a terms that would be kind of, I guess you could say it would make him stronger, but it would make him look weak. So you're making his most dominant guy and making it look like he can only win matches when the Angel of Doom is out there in his corner, which if WWE ever decided to make him start doing that, um, it would really make me mad because, like I said, I don't want them to do that because what's the point? Um, Question for you, Kayla, just real quick. Hmm. Was the Undertaker weak when he no. had, went, but he also had the power of the urn behind him. He became stronger with the urn. So you're seeing them making so, okay. Scarlet as something, you know, negative. You're making this as a negative, but what if she is the angel of darkness? And with, yes, he's powerful on his own. We can see that, but she just gives him that extra. I see where you're going. Okay. I'm the mind of a madman. Okay. WWE, fucking hire her. Get it over. Thank with. you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, no, but no, no, I see it that way. I see that. I see what you're doing now that I think about it. If you put it that way, okay. Hmm. Matter of fact, Kane so, was even Kane was even powerful with his mask on. Anytime they, they they whenever they even took off, started taking off his mask, he wasn't that powerful anymore. Like mm-hmm. I felt like whenever he put the mask back on, he was more powerful. Undertaker every time with Paul Bearer was mm-hmm. always dominant. I mean. Hmm. He lost after Paul Bearer passed away at WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, I don't think it was the first WrestleMania, but still, I mean, they even, when he went against Punk, they mocked and used the urn and he beat the fuck out of Punk. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people mm. see it as a negative, but you, you kind of have to look past this because we all know that without Scarlett, he is a fucking dominant person. Yes, he beat Keith Lee, and that, that match could have gone either way. Heads up, it could have gone either way. But it's like, again, did they want him to lose, you know, to a big man or, you know. So mm-hmm. we'll discuss that at another time because I'm happy to see Keith Lee. And I know that match was thrown together last minute, but they put on, those two have such amazing chemistry. Absolutely fantastic to watch that. And MVP, I on that. MVP I mean, Keith needs a little guidance and you need muscle for Bobby Lashley. Help a brother out, please. I would actually be okay with that. I mean, 
as much as I love Cedric and Sheldon, I think, you know, molding Keith Lee into the next big thing, next Bobby Lashley, you know, you're basically the Paul Heyman of Raw. I will say that straight up, hands down. MVP is the Paul Heyman of Raw when it comes to being on the mic, when it Mm -hmm. comes to being a manager. So, you know, can, can you hook up my boy Keith, please? Especially for our girl, Kat. Yes, please. (laughs) But, like, you know, people always, like, this is, this is what I brought up before. They only see the negative. Oh, he lost to Jeff. Oh, he's going to lose to Jeff again. Oh, he's going to this, this, this. Oh, they have to wait for Scarlet. People don't want storytelling, but then they do want storytelling. They don't want storytelling. If he constantly lost and then, like, you know, you see the, the rage building and building and building, even if Jeff did it like by DQ or being sneaky or using or cheating, you know, just to piss him off. And then all of a sudden he just explodes and runs roughshod, beating the likes of Dijakovic, uh, well, T-Bar and Mace, beating Olmos, beating Randy Orton, beating, like, even going over SmackDown, Edge, Cena, Roman. If it, if it took that long, if it went that, to that level, you need sometimes you need that buildup. You need that that mysticism. I mean, what made the fiend great? The mysticism. What made Undertaker great? The mysticism. What makes the demon prince great? The demon. The mysticism of it all. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that that that's like even with that when when he puts the makeup on, Finn becomes stronger. So that means Finn Balor's weak in a lot of people's opinions. If he becomes the supernatural being, people just don't want to actually just let shit start the way it's supposed to start. They want everything now. They don't want things to build up. I mean, the build up with Joe has been great on multiple fronts because after carrying cross, you got Pete Dunn, Adam Cole um, lined up. And honestly, I would love to see Pete Dunn and, and Samoa Joe, but we need to be fucking patient. People aren't patient anymore. Like I think, and it's the one thing that's been pissing me off. The whole punk, Daniel Bryan going to AEW. Whatever. That's fine. I don't fucking care. But what was the best reveal without that, that, that did not get spoiled, but had like teases and props on AEW? Malachi Black. Hands down, that was the best way to bring somebody onto the show. You didn't know what the fuck was going on. If you were a casual fan and you keep, and you're scrolling on Twitter, you know, blackouts keep happening. So you're going to tune into AEW, aren't you? You're going to look and watch to see what happens. But just saying, oh, Punk's going to show up. And then what if he doesn't? Then you got a shit ton of people pissed off. So, you know, social media has ruined wrestling. Oh, it yes. honestly has. Now it helps indie wrestling, but major wrestling is really ruined AEW and WWE. Impact and TNA or, um, and ROH, they're not, as well known and yes ROH has does does have some of the best wrestling on TV um but you know it's not the best wrestling all the time i mean i've seen different shows has like better matches than some of the stuff they put on and that's great enjoy it but be patient with storylines and i mean i understand that you you being frustrated and angry about like you know oh he seems weak with this he, if he needed scarlet scarlet is supposed to be a mystic totem an angel of death and if you don't get power from the angel of death, what's wrong with you? Exactly. It doesn't make him weak to need her. In all honesty, it makes him look stronger to need a woman, to be perfectly honest. A hot like one woman. Of the, well, yeah. But I mean, like, <laughs> that like is so like 
pro woman right there. Like this woman, you know, makes you stronger or this, your partner makes you like, it, it actually has like a great fucking correlation. Like, you know, yeah, he's strong on his own, but he comes a beast because of her. So I think what we need to do is be patient. I mean, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but like, I just, I just, you were talking, it just, I, I needed to, to bounce this off you while you had it in your head. And while I had it in my head and it's like, when you said weak, I'm like, no, 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 no. Okay. Was the, like, uh, like, that's why I was like, just ease off the gas there for a second. Just, just think because, you know, Scarlet teased him so much coming in. It was always her, the, the, the mm-hmm. hourglass, the smoke. Now I understand why they don't do smoke at major arenas because that might set off the fire alarms. Um, but like, you know, I, I just feel like they need to actually incorporate that back into his entrance. However they do it for Edge, they need to kind of like slow it down and for him. So Yeah. But but you understand what I what I was trying to yeah, say. Yeah, now that you pointed that out, like you when you mentioned, you know, Kane in the mask and Undertaker and Paul and then like Finn and the demon. Yeah, I kind of be like, okay. Now, you know, something make her strong. So I think that'd be definitely with Scarlet. Cause hey, all she has to do is just show up and stare at you. You know your time's up, TikTok. So yeah, that's kind of glad I'll, you did it. I see that better way though. And also, yeah. if she is considered the angel of death, she strikes fear at any of the opponents that he faces, therefore granting weakness as well. Mm-hmm. I swear, Jolly just has that thing where she can just like, WWE fucking higher. I'm telling you, like she just turned the shit on its head, like in a heartbeat. <laughs> Actually, I, no, WWE just go. Well, no, there's a couple people in the EDS Sports Wrestling that I want one in there. I'm just kidding. No, WWE well, needs start with us. Start with us. <laughs> just start with us three. Get us in there. We got great ideas. We'll put yeah. our heads together. Something. Ay, 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 that means we'd have to move to Connecticut, though. Nah, I ain't leaving Texas. Jolie would be the closest, I, so she. Right. <laughs> well, I actually on on the thing they said, "Are you willing to relocate?" I actually wrote, "I will live in my car if I get hired." Like I actually wrote that on the application when I applied a couple years ago. But you know, they hire somebody who doesn't know Bobby Lashley's name. Hey, Dios mio! <laughs> I, 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 this has been a. F- Fun-filled episode. Oh my gosh! All right, I wasn't gonna say anything, but I do have to say this because it's like I I said earlier, don't bring this up, but I gotta just say a couple of quick word, a couple of quick words, and everything. I've been a gymnastics fan since I was a kid. It breaks my heart that Simone felt that she had to withdraw, but I totally understand that. Houstonian to Houstonian, I love you, girl. I support you. Anyone who says negative shit about Simone, fuck off. If you haven't, gymnastics is a totally different beast from any other sport and everything because these women are twisting and turning in the air, one wrong movement, and bam, they're paralyzed. Carrie Strug, yes, in 1996 and everything, she completed the vaults and everything. She had to retire because of that. And she did come out and say that she supports Simone and wish that she had the courage that Simone did and that she felt that her manager was the one forcing her to go on. Exactly. So Carrie Strug... while that was iconic, completely regrets doing what she did. Exactly, and everything. And so, more props to her. She put she put the United States gymnastics team 
um, gave gave them she she stepped she stepped back from the team final. I want to give these women a chance to win uh, for us to get a, get a medal because her staying in it would have hurt them more. Props to you, Simone. Love you. Congratulations, Suni Lee. You joined the elite club. That's it. <laughs> well, it's like I tweeted the other day. Simone bowed out so Suni could shine. Yeah. I, I don't, and, 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 and as much as I, I respect and love Simone Biles, I, I feel that um, her bowing out was the only way Suni was going to win a, a gold. Oh, yeah, no, because it's like Suni said that um, she at least wanted to come to Rio and get second behind Simone because yeah. Simone was that good. But Simone was that good. She knew, like, if Simone was in competition, the best she could do was silver. She's, yeah, she's, I, I agree with you on that because she said, yeah, because it's like she's even said herself the best she was going to be able to do is silver against her. And um, Michael Che, you ever make a fucking joke about Larry Kasner and Simone Biles ever again? I will drive my ass up to New York and whoop your ass. Oh, all right. That's it. That's it. Let's, all right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> oh, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Have a good one. Go Team USA.